Hey, and welcome to Let's Talk CPF, a podcast where we bring conversations on CPF to your ears. Brought to you by the CPF Board, this podcast will answer common questions, offer tips, and feature interviews with industry experts on CPF and financial planning. Thanks for listening and let's get straight into today's episode. Being a parent is hard. Right now, our world between family and work is intertwined more than ever. So how do we exactly balance this while keeping ourselves financially healthy in current times? Welcome to Let's Talk CPF. I'm Andrea and I'm joined today by Mompreneur, a mother who's an entrepreneur. Our guest today used to run her own restaurant years ago and made the decision to build her empire from home after having children. She's the founder of Mom Boss Academy, where she helps other mothers to start online businesses from home to build passive income. She's a published author and the face behind the chill mom on Instagram. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to Let's Talk CPF. Hello, Andrea. Thanks for having me. From what I understand, you have three children. And I'm really curious to know, what made you start Mom Boss Academy? Just like what you described earlier, I had to give up my F&B business to be a stay-at-home mom because we did not have the support at home. And I thought, okay, you know, maybe I could just be a stay-at-home mom. But six months into the gig, I realized that, no, <laughs> that's not me. I just need to wake up with a sense of purpose besides just thinking about what should I prepare for dinner tonight. So I looked around and decided that, okay, I'm going to start a blog. And it was quite a funny story because I have not written much <laughs> up to that point. Even my husband was making fun of me and you, a blog, and you still like butcher your English sometimes and make mistakes with your grammar. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to do this right. I mean, these days you can just look up online, look up some blogging courses, information. So I started my blog and slowly turned the blog into a maternity concierge business because I realized that what I was blogging about and sharing in terms of information, I could now consult people one-on-one. -on -one. And I helped expecting parents at that time on how to prepare for the arrival of the baby because that was what I was going through. It's just merely just sharing my experience. And as someone who's building business, we're always looking and learning about how to build business. And just before COVID last year, I launched my very first online program on Mamboss Academy so that it reaches more people and it becomes more affordable as well for moms who want to start business from home. So really, that's how Mamboss Academy came to life. So I'm really curious then, has COVID-19 in any way impacted your business or was it actually a boom because more people actually wanted to start doing businesses at home? Yeah, I could not have timed it better. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, please don't be sorry. But yes, it is actually a boom because I could see an upswing of people now they're stuck at home and then people are more open to the idea of attending Zoom training, going to webinars and also people are stuck at home. And so I think some of them are realizing that, hey, what they used to do or their job is no longer that secure. Maybe starting a side hustle could be the way to go. And then there's also another group of people who have always wanted to start a business, but they never got around to it because, you know, they were doing the nine to five. And now that they're staying at home and working from home, they can actually find that extra time for them to finally start that dream business of theirs. As a mother with three kids and, you know, being your own boss, helping other mothers also launch businesses, what is a typical day like 
for you? I would imagine that it's pretty hectic. That's the number one question that I have because we all have 24 hours a day. So for me, I must say I have to be very disciplined, which is something that I did not have before. I'm one of those people who like just take my own sweet time, kind of chill. But now that I'm running businesses and I have kids, I really do have to be very disciplined with my time. A typical day would be waking up. I'm lucky that my husband sends the kids to school. So I wake up around 7 each. Eight and then prepare my son to get to preschool. And then once he's at preschool, after nine, I'm good to work on my business. So that's when I spend most of the time working on things that need 100% of my concentration. Because when the kids are back from home from two onwards, I try to juggle here and there, sometimes, you know, sneaking a bit of work, but then it's very hard to concentrate because they'll be like, mommy this, mommy this, you know, mommy that, uh, look at me. And so I try not to work in the second half of the day. And we have family night together. We put the kids to bed at 8.30 sharp. And then I'll spend either the night watching TV, bonding with my husband, or laptops out. (laughs) Work again into the night, sometimes if I have to. That's a typical day. So Michelle, what are some of the challenges or highlights that you face as a female business owner? I would say it's the lack of time and it's easy for us to take on so many responsibilities, work, clients, and then home responsibilities. So it's important to draw boundaries somewhere and know that sometimes you don't have to say yes to everybody. Because it's hard for women for us to say no to people. We want to be there for everyone. We're a natural giver. But I think for women entrepreneurs, especially if you want to do your job well and get to your goals, you need to start saying no to other people so you can say yes to yourself more. All right. And how then do you listen to yourself? And again, how do you say no? That's a really good question because I had a hard time saying no at first. I'm the kind of person who just go, yes, yes, sure, I'll do that. Oh, even though, you know, at the back of my mind, it's like, oh my God, I don't don't want to do that, right? So I think um, right now, I... I'm very clear about my priorities, what my priorities are, my business, my family, and, you know, sometimes for friends. And so if something that comes to me like an opportunity or um, speaking engagement or things like that, I, I know the instant when someone asks the first time, whether it makes my body feel like I'm expanding, like, yes, you know, if it's just like, a, oh, I'm not sure, then it's, it's just a no. Then just think about maybe... Not use the word no and just say, I'll pass this time. (laughs) How have you built the discipline over the years? There were times when I'm kind of like, just let work slack. I know that if I do that, then it piles up and it catches up with me. So with that experience, I must say, I now learned that, oh, okay, better get it now. And I have to-do list for myself. Every day, I allow myself only three must-do. Not a whole long list of like 20 or 100 things of must-do, only three to-do lists. And I make sure that I tick everything off. And with only three, it's easy to tick things off. So given that your website is called The Chill Mom, how do you maintain this mindset of being chill, of being very zen? Are you that kind of person? The name The Chill Mom actually was given to me by my husband because I was starting a blog, right? I remember he was laughing at me and I had this like, Another ridiculous name that I came up with and he was like, no, I think you should go with the chill mom. That's a good ring to it. Like he's great at naming things. I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's pretty cool because he says that at that point, I only had one child back then. 
obviously I was a lot more chill. <laughs> so it was like, you're pretty chill, you know, throughout my pregnancy, I'm the kind of person who won't worry much unless I could do something about it. If I can't do something about something, then worry isn't going to change it. I just have that kind of mindset. So yeah, that's how it was named the chill mom. And I think whether I'm a chill mom or not, with most of the thing, I am pretty chill is because I'm very black and white. And if you ask my kids, they would probably say I'm a strict mom because I'm very black and white about what they can do or what they cannot do. So some of the must do is like complete your homework or finish your lunch or dinner. Or sometimes even if they say, oh, I really don't want to eat, then I'll be like, okay, don't eat then, just leave it there, but you're not getting snacks. So I'm very clear about that. I'm not a helicopter parent. Ah, So I let them do things on their own and take on some responsibility. So if, for example, this actually happens, my daughter one day, she forgot to do her homework and bedtime's 8.30. And I'm like, no, you have to go to bed. You face the teacher tomorrow because it's not my responsibility. Oh, wow. I will not let you stay up or you cannot rush this out. So you kind of have to make them face the consequences themselves, no matter how young they are, so that they will learn to take that on. And it's not my responsibility to look through your homework. I'm like that. So I guess because of that, I put some of the responsibility on their shoulder. I get to be chill. I understand. (laughs) Okay, I get it. It's being a strict mom, but being chill at the same time while you're always being black is black and white is white. Yeah, when it comes to my children. They know where the boundary is. Other than that, you know, fine, you can do whatever. Now, since we've been talking about your children and this is a CPF podcast, I'm curious to know, do you believe that children should learn about finances from a young age? Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, all children should be exposed. The thing is that it's not being taught in school. Children, sometimes they don't learn through what we tell them. They watch us, right? So if you free and easy with your money, then more likely you'll raise a kid who's like that. So I think it's good to start that conversation early. Be open with them. If you're in debt, let them know why you're in debt so that they don't repeat the same mistake. So growing up, were you someone who was very prudent with your finances? I am (laughs) because I grew up with not much. I still remember being five or six years old, having to worry about our grocery money running out. It's just something that I know because my mom was worried about, oh, we only have like 10 ringgit. I'm from Malaysia for another two days. So do we buy two packets of chicken rice or do we buy like a whole chicken so that it lasts us longer? So because of that, I think I've always been prudent because I have this fear of money running out. So I've always grown up with that scarcity mindset, actually. The lessons which you learned growing up about money, how has it shaped the way you started your business? I realized that I just can't be just a stay-at-home mom relying on my husband 100% financially. I need to earn my own money. That's a big drive. And also because my mom passed away when I was 13. She was only 35 years old. But I remember growing up, she has always told us that the world is my oyster. To me, the fear of ever going back to that stage of not having enough and money running out drives me more than the fear of failure. That's how I started my business. The values that you have about money, how do you impart that to your children? 
My values around money has definitely changed since then. Part of the entrepreneurship journey and also learning beyond just business strategy and things like that. It's a lot to do with mindset. And since then, I've learned about letting go of the scarcity mindset and embracing the abundance mindset. I'm still a work in progress. And so my children, they're lucky because they never had to go through what I went through. They're so blessed that they have everything at their fingertips right now. They are age five, seven, and nine. I think they're old enough to embrace certain concepts in their mind. So I tell them stories about how mommy used to be. I think I can tell as many stories, but then we also want to make them work for it. So myself being an entrepreneur and working from home, I like to think that beyond just telling them, I'm modeling the behavior. I'm telling them that, oh, mommy have an idea of starting something and I did it. So I think like putting responsibilities, telling them that you can create the lifestyle that you want and not being bound by boundaries or limitations in terms of mindset. And my husband is in finance, so he can deal with all the spreadsheet and investing, that kind of stuff. So he actually said that he's going to teach them about investing and looking at bonds and the share markets and all that kind of thing. I'm not. <laughs> I can't. I don't know anything. So I'll let him handle that. Wow. I mean, it's great to have that kind of financial education from as young as, is it five years old? It's definitely rub off them mm. because they see that, oh, mommy is starting business. And so they're like, oh, okay, I need a certain amount of money to buy a new phone. What can I do? So think about how can you provide value to other people? What can you do that you can earn money? So lastly, what advice do you have for aspiring mompreneurs? Aspiring mompreneurs, I think the number one thing is don't overthink it, just do it, right? Because I'm speaking from experience. I remember prior to starting my F&B business, I spent more than half a year working on my business plan. But then once the business actually started, I hardly ever look at the business plan anymore because what I had in my head was totally different from reality. If this is really important to you, find a mentor or go look up online or find a course that you can take that point you in the right direction and just start. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for the advice, Michelle. It really applies not just to moms, but anyone who wants to start a business from home. I wish you all the best. Now, to find out more about Michelle's work, you can log on to www.thechillmom.com or check out her Instagram page at thechillmom. That's spelled as M-O-M. I'm Andrea and you've been listening to Let's Talk CPF. Before you go, we would love to hear from you. Email us with your questions or comments at podcast at cpf.gov.sg so we can create better content for you. You can also leave us a review on the platform you're listening from to help others learn about our podcast. For the latest news, visit cpf.gov.sg podcast or follow our social media pages. Thank you once again. Until the next time, let's talk CPF. <laughs>